This is the 20th time you've heard me say welcome to the Happen to Your Career podcast. Um, Mark, you don't sound like your Monday's very good. Yeah, it's good. It's good? Except for my throat hurts. I think I had some allergy stuff going on last mm. night. That's why when I, t- when I messaged you and said, give me two minutes, I had to run upstairs and grab a Claritin and pop some drugs uh, and get some water. You know what makes my Monday good? Are you recording? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> now I feel dumb. <laughs> what makes your Monday good? <laughs> Tom Dixon at Monday is good. Yes. Makes my Monday good. Let's listen to his interview. This is Happen to Your Career, the show that is all about helping you move to work you love. We want you to do work that fits your unique and signature strengths. We will bring you inspiration, tools, and roadmaps to help you in your journey. I'm Scott Anthony Barlow. We are extremely excited to have Tom Dixon on the show today. Tom Dixon leads the demand planning team for a Fortune 500 company in the packaging industry, but Tom does so much more than that. He helps people in career transition to make positive changes that result in finding work they love so they can look forward to Monday. And he does that with Monday is Good and variety of capacities. Tom, welcome to the show. Good morning, Scott. Glad to be here. Glad to have you. Tom, I was wondering if you could share a little bit more about you for our audience, both personally and professionally, and help help everybody really get to know you. Yeah, sure, Scott. So my background really is in uh, supply chain and logistics management. I've uh, kind of done the uh, <clears throat> normal career pr- progression, right, going through uh, the Fortune 500 company thing. I worked for PepsiCo for about 11 years. Uh, before transitioning into my current role, kind of the interesting thing about me and the, and the path I've taken is in the last 15 years, we are in our uh, seventh house in our eighth state. Uh, we have just moved wow. all over the country um, and really have uh, just met a ton of people and uh, seen a lot of things. So I wouldn't uh, necessarily trade those experiences for anything. Um, you know, now that we have our, our son, uh, we adopted a little boy about five years ago. And uh, now that we have him, he is, uh, you know, maybe that's not going to be the path for us forever, but for right now, uh, it's working out. So uh, really in doing all of that, it really put me in a position to see a lot of the different things that are going out there on uh, with a lot of different folks and got involved with uh, career coaching through my church when I lived in Northwest Indiana at the height of the recession that we had here several years ago and uh, really uh saw how a little bit of coaching for folks in the right areas could really turn their situations around where there's some simple things that folks could be doing that they're not doing. And and they're not doing those things because they're bad people or they're not smart enough. They just have never been in a position where they've really needed to uh, take a hard look at, at those sorts of strategies before. So I uh, have been doing that for a few years. And uh, Monday is Good is just kind of the logical outflow of that. Uh, so for me, uh, this is just all overflow and, and, and what I'm really passionate about doing. I, uh, I was really hoping you'd share how, how you got into Monday is good. I was going to ask you about that cause I follow Monday is good from time to time and, and 
didn't know that story about uh, about you know how you how you sort of found career coaching or how you got into that. I'm I'm kind of curious though, you know what uh, you know as you've done a few of these different things, you know what happened even before that. What happened uh, you know to start your journey to move into work that that matters to you on both sides of the coin here. So I really am fortunate because I both love the the day the work I do during the day, right? So I love my day job, and I also love the work that I do at night. So uh, one of the things that really pushed me to go after uh, the career coaching piece of this, right, is a book called uh, Strength Finder, where you really identify those things that are core to who you are. And it was interesting because as I was reading that book and going through those exercises, uh, the results for me were were really not what I expected. I was expecting it to say that you know he's a a leader or some really su- cool super awesome uh, superhero sort of thing, right? And <laughs> and and the results came back uh, much different. And it was uh, as a creator, right? As somebody who's creative, yeah. And uh, as somebody who's an innovator or a pioneer, and I, that, that just that that at first, right? At first glance, that seemed like. Uh, it really wasn't the case for me. But then as I really kind of peeled that back, it really started to make a lot of sense because as I look back at the different uh, work that I've been involved in, uh, both uh, professionally in, in demand planning and forecasting as my professional role in, in career coaching, is that I'm most happy and most fulfilled when I'm actually creating something uh, or when I am going someplace that nobody's gone before, right? when I'm creating a new process or a new system. So uh, I think the two things really uh, blend fairly well, and uh, the other thing that that being in the, really enjoying my my work during the day allows me to do is to come in from a position of strength when I'm working with folks on career coaching. So um, right now for me, it, it, it's all upside in terms of just being able to serve others and help them through uh, through career transition. So you are you are one of the exceptions. I we use strength finders all the time in in our coaching. And, uh, I've, you know, I'm a big fan, but I've discovered that a lot of people don't remember what their strengths are. So you get bonus points, Tom, for knowing what yours are. Well, you know what? And I, and what I tell people is I, I don't know that you can get all of the answers or you can get a huge amount of insight in, in any sort of a strength quiz or a questionnaire like that. But, but what this, what they really should do is they should, uh, solidify for you or clarify something that you're already thinking. So if, if you take a career assessment or a strength finder and and you discover that, hey, this is telling me something that's completely different or this doesn't resonate with me at all, um, I, I wouldn't turn your life upside down for that. But it, to the degree that it clarifies things that you already kind of knew, but it just took some time and somebody to pointing it out to think about it, mm-hmm. uh, then I think they have a lot of value. Yeah, couldn't agree more. I'm guessing though that probably that's not the only place where you're learning, you know, some about yourself. I I'm wondering if if maybe you could share a little bit about a low point in your career or a time that things weren't going as well, and you know, really take us take us to that time and you know, share not only what uh, what happened but what you what you learned from it. Yeah, absolutely. So I uh, I left uh, a company I had worked with for years and years to the beginning of my career, uh, and I moved to a, a small town in North Carolina. Uh, the job ended up being in Charlotte down the road, but originally it was supposed to be in a, a little smaller area. 
Uh, I was there uh, for about uh, six months, seven months, uh, and realized that this really wasn't a very good fit for me. This was uh, some things just weren't uh, coming together exactly right. Uh, even though I really enjoyed uh, my boss and the folks that I worked with, uh, for my family, uh, you know, my wife and I, it was a tough move because suddenly we were a three-day drive away from family instead of a two-day drive away from family. Um, and I know most people just get an airplane and fly, but we are generally drivers uh, to where we're going. And uh, there was just something about being way over on the East Coast, especially uh, when you're married to a Texan, uh, that that didn't settle very well, right? And uh, it caused some stress. And really, it was it was it was not fun, right? So it was it was not where we wanted to be. And there I was, uh, having had made a commitment to a new employer. Uh, and so really doing some soul searching and really saying this, this probably isn't where I'm going to be long term. And because of the stress it's causing at home, um, just, you know, I'm going to keep myself open to other opportunities. Now, I was incredibly fortunate because um, I, I maintained my network and I maintained talking, having these conversations with folks. And I just happened to be on the phone with my uh, previous boss. And, uh, and she had just gotten a new job and, and, and she, and she welcomed me back and I was able to relocate back to, uh, Chicago. Um, and about 30 days after that conversation with her, I was back in a, uh, a different, uh, role, but at the same company I was familiar with. So, um, what I really learned out of that is just through the interview process, you have to be as much interviewing the company you're going to go work for as they are interviewing you. And you need to understand what things are going to be the most important to you and not to settle for uh, the answer that you want to hear. You need to really uh, understand what are the non-negotiables about making a change. Um, and, I'm, and I'm looking at things like uh, the culture of the company. Uh, I'm looking at the, uh, the opportunities for advancement. Uh, are you going to be comfortable working at a smaller company after you work for a larger company or the opposite? Are you going to be happy – uh, working at a big place when you're used to kind of the feel of a more uh, intimate sort of you know smaller company. Uh, there's just a lot of variables out there, and and I think I learned that I really need to slow down a little bit, and I need to really kind of process some of those things. And and a lot of that goes with uh, reaching out to people that you trust and and asking those questions. So uh, that that's a that's a recent one for me, Scott. Um, you know, I, the, the, the good news is that that move uh, to Northwest Indiana uh, back from Charlotte, North Carolina, if that hadn't happened, we wouldn't have adopted our son. He was uh, mm -hmm. born in Gary, Indiana. And looking back on this side of it, we can see how everything really lined up the way it needed to. Uh, but at the time, it was a real challenge. It was a real struggle. So, um, yeah, but, but here we are. So uh, it worked out. Isn't it amazing how that works sometimes? It is. It is. And, and, you know, a lot of times just a little bit of perspective uh, goes a long way to, to talk to somebody who's been on the other side of a half dozen of, of those sorts of situations can really uh, smooth out some of that uh, stress for folks. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious, you know, as, as you work with people, you know, and, and you're just talking now about uh, about, you know, going into some of those situations and interviewing um from both sides of the table and really looking at some of those different pieces, including, you know, environment, company size, so on and so forth. Yeah. Do you find that most people are not considering those or what's, what's your experience as you're coaching? 
I think most people are drifting from one person that's nice to them to the next person who's nice to them. <laughs> I, I don't think most people are making purposeful decisions about what direction their career is going to take. And this is something that I've, I've written quite a bit about on my blog and something I'm, I'm pretty passionate about is um, – and, and I was guilty of this too. Right? I think folks drift from one thing to the next. So my undergraduate degree is in logistics. I graduated from the University of North Texas back in 2000. And how did I decide that I was going to major in logistics? Well, you know what? I called my dad and I asked him, hey, what's a good field, right? And he said, hey, logistics is hot right now. You ought to do that. <laughs> and, 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 and this is what I'm talking about, right? So it, you know, if he had, been, had a different perspective, I could be a veterinarian right now or I, I just don't know, right? Now, now, for me, it worked out and it was a fit, and, but I'm not in logistics today. I'm doing something much different within the realm of supply chain. Um, and I don't think it's bad to get some perspective from other from other folks, uh, but I did not sit down and and decide, uh, you know, what kind of work am I best at? And, and I gravitated to something that was very familiar and very known. And I think a lot of people do that. And and I think that's you know, and I've been guilty of that in my career of taking the next opportunity or the next job just because it was there and it was offered. Um, it's very very difficult when somebody's offering you something new that looks like. Uh, it's a positive to to put on the brakes and say no. You know this this isn't in my long range uh, plan. Uh, it looks kind of like a neat opportunity right now, but it doesn't align with all these other things that I want to do. Uh, so I'm going to turn it down. Mo Scott, my 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 belief is that most people don't do that, um, and most of the people I work with don't. So, um, and I really I really call that you know you're drifting versus planning and and the and the opposite of that is what uh, I'm really encouraging folks to do is sit down and get some written goals down and really plan out how you want uh, the year to look like how you want the next five years to look like uh, and and probably the most impactful uh, book for me in, in that regard is the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People right where you start with what the end is in mind. And you know, it was very sobering for me this year. I, I attended a funeral. I had an uncle that passed away a little too young, and or a lot too young. And and you look at, you know, there's somebody up there giving a eulogy. And what are the four or five things you want somebody to say about you when it's all said and done? And you start there, and you work back and say, okay, if that's what I want people to say about me, if that's what I want to be remembered for, what does that look like uh, ten years from now, five years from now, uh, three years from now? What do I start doing today? Uh, to start making that a reality. Um, so, yeah, so I, I think, uh, I think you know, there's a lot less planning and a lot more drifting going on. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm so going to borrow that. Uh, drifting from one nice person to the next. <laughs> that's probably that's the, that's the best way I've heard it put so far, Tom. That's a, that's a freebie. You can have that one. <laughs> <laughs> the next one you'll charge me for though, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Oh man. So th there's so much good stuff in there that, uh, that I want to pull out. And, and I really think that you're right. I, I think that, you know, most that's, that's been my experience too, that most people are not necessarily doing some of that upfront work. And it really almost seems like to be able to make those types of decisions when you've got opportunities and to be able to stare something in the face that looks like a great opportunity or even, you know, just the simple fact that it is an opportunity or that nice person or, you know, however you want to put it, you have to have done that upfront work with, uh, with, you know, setting your goals, evaluating what you want and, and, you know, having that begin with the end in mind type focus. So I'm, I'm so glad you said that. 
So what? here's what I would push you on a little bit then. So if somebody's in that place right now and, you know, they're, 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 they're about ready to get um, get a look at some opportunities or they're looking at some opportunities right this very second as the, they go into the new year, you know, what, what advice would you give them? I, I think it really is to sit down and to really figure out what do you want the future to look like and then really evaluate honestly if the opportunity that's right in front of you right now is aligned with with like with getting you there because everything we do whenever we do anything we're really making a decision not to do something else Mm -hmm. so every time you read a book you're making a decision not to read about a million other books right and every time you take one job or take an take an opportunity you're making a decision not to take uh, the other opportunities that are out there and it's very easy to come at this stuff with a, a scarcity mentality that hey, I've got to take this opportunity or this job because it's all that's going to come along. Now, what I would say, and this is something I'm always very clear on, is if this is a matter of having money for groceries and taking care of your family, the the answer is you take the opportunity, right? And you get the income coming in and you get yourself into a position of strength. If this is something where you have some flexibility on and you have the ability um, to make some decisions and your life isn't going to be uh, that different one way or the other, then I think you've really got to uh, to really take some purposeful time and take a day off, right? And go out on a park bench. And, and I've done this where you just kind of take a day and, and, and make sure you're real clear on your goals. Uh, pray about it. Uh, talk to your spouse about it. And listen to to that gut reaction. If you're, if you're hearing something or hearing some consistent feedback from others uh, that says that what you're trying to do isn't aligned uh, with, with where you're trying to go. Hmm. I, I love that. And that's, that's really, I guess, compelling as, as we're going into the new year here too, because this is kind of a time for, you know, people to start and to do those types of reflections. It's, it's kind of sad that uh, we only place that emphasis on it once a year sometimes, but, uh, but I, I absolutely love that. And, you know, I think we're, um, this this show will actually we're recording just before the new year, but the show will air just after after the new year. And you know, as as people are looking at that, that what's it really interesting about that is that seems to create more opportunities for you, even though that's probably not true in reality. But as you start to really pare down what your opportunities should be, I've always found that it ends up opening up new ones that you didn't even know were there. Yeah, I think it, you, you become more in demand when you're harder to get to, right? So um, it, it, I think there is something there. I, I think that it, it's actually the opposite happens and, and more things happen than fewer. And um, yeah, so I, I think it's just uh, really understanding that that uh, there's a lot of different things out there. And, and what you really have to be focused on is is the next, is the next thing that's in front of me uh, aligned with the bigger picture. So – as, as you've uh, gone through your career, Tom, do you have any, you've mentioned strength finders already, but do you have any other books or resources that have helped you along the way? Well, I'm, I'm staring around my, my home office here and I'm absolutely surrounded by books. So I, <laughs> uh, I am definitely a big, uh, book person. Uh, there's a few, uh, that I could, that I could throw out there in terms of that have had a big impact on me. Um, I already mentioned the the seven habits of highly effective people. Um, 
the QBQ, the question behind the question, uh, when you start thinking about personal accountability uh, and really phrasing that conversation differently about what the real question is, uh, that one's been really big for me. Um, you know, a newer one, or it's an old book that I've, I've more recently read that has uh, really shaped a lot of my thinking is uh, The Magic of Thinking Big. I don't know if you are familiar with that one or not, but uh, really what that has taught me is that the problem with our thinking is not that we uh, that we think too small, right? Or, I'm sorry, that we're thinking too big, that we're, we're not thinking big enough, right? We need to set bigger goals, and, and really that's where things happen is when we uh, – get a little outside of our comfort zone. And uh, so I'm I'm definitely a reader, uh, and I think that's been a big part of what's helped me be successful is that I've always got two or three books open all the time. So uh, I list a lot of those on the resource page on my website. And, uh, you know, the other other one that I'm right in the middle of now is uh, David and Goliath by Malcolm Gladwell. And that is uh, really if, if you're thinking like you're in a position where, uh, you're in a position of weakness. Uh, you need to read that book because that'll show you really uh, some really great examples of some folks that have turned uh, their situations around and turned that weakness into strengths and accomplished some great things. That is a amazing list of books right there. And I have David and Goliath on my reading list next. I am I'm really excited to to read that one. I'm a huge Malcolm Gladwell fan, and. Uh, the magic of thinking big, I, I haven't read before, so I'll have to add that to my list. Uh, well, it's one of those David yeah, Schwartz. It's, is that is it, that who's? Yeah, I'm sorry, Scott. Let me talk about yet. So David Schwartz, and that's one that you have to be a little bit careful of because when you look at the title, right, it it makes you think that it's uh, leading you down the wrong path, right? Acquire the secrets of success, achieve everything you've always wanted. It makes some pretty big promises on the cover, uh, but it's very down to earth, very practical advice, and. Uh, uh, very consistent with with my thinking. Very good, very good. So, Tom, I'd I'd love to find out or have you share a little bit more with uh, with our audience about you know what you're working on right now, how they can find you, and you know how how they can connect up with you. Absolutely. So the the best way to connect with me is through my blog, uh, MondayIsGood.com. Uh, that is really uh, where I communicate and engage with uh, with my readers. And I've got a couple of projects going on right now. Uh, so one is I'm putting the finishing touches on a series I'm writing called uh, 12 uh, Steps to a Killer Resume. The title is a work in process, so I would love folks to come on there and give me some better ideas. Uh, but really what I've done is broken down the process of creating your resume into 12 steps. And, uh, yes, it's a 12 step process. For <laughs> um, and I'm really putting the finishing touches on getting that into a product available for a download digitally or to purchase through my site. Uh, but for right now, the content is all there on my site. And as I, I'm just finishing up the last few pieces of that, uh, I'm also working on putting together a group of job seekers for a, either a monthly or biweekly sort of get together online, I'm working on the logistics on that. So look, look for more there. And otherwise, I am just uh, there to engage and to and to help others and to answer questions. So, um, any anything folks want to know about career transition or or job search, I uh, would love to to talk to them there. And uh, that's a, that's really the that's really the big stuff. So, so is Monday is good. The best way to find you. Uh, yeah, right through my website. I'm on I'm on Facebook. Uh, I've got a Facebook page. Uh, Monday is good. 
Uh, and I'm, I'm really active on LinkedIn as well. You can find me there. So there's links to all of the social media that I use right on my blog. So, so be, before we go and before we wrap up here, and I, I'm wondering, especially since you, uh, you do this all the time, you're a coach, um, you know, what, what advice you'd have for somebody who's in this place? We've got a lot of people who listen to the show that are, you know, wanting more out of their, out of their career. They are you know, not able to define some of the work that they love. You know, they're not quite sure what else, uh, what else they should be doing, uh, but they know that they, uh, they want uh, more than what they're doing right now. And, you know, maybe they're, maybe they're in that place that, uh, that they're not quite happy with that, but maybe don't even understand why. So I'm, I'm curious what, uh, what advice you'd have uh, to wrap it up here for, for that person. Yeah, absolutely. So I think there's a couple of things. So one is the, the antidote to really feeling down about your current situation or having anxiety is to put some options together. Because when you have options, a lot of the fear goes away because you start making progress. So I always try to challenge folks to come up with a list of 10, 15, 20 different things they can do. And not making a change can be one of the options. I stay in the job that I'm in that I don't like. Um, or I go into this field or I start my own business or, but very specific, be as very as specific as you can. What are the options? I think most folks have got a lot more options than what they realize. And then look at each one of those and figure out there's going to be a couple that are going to rise to the top. And each one of those ones that you really start seeing the trends and the patterns and, and you know, as soon as you write them down, which ones you really want to do, uh, start making a plan. Uh, don't wait, don't settle, uh, start making a plan. What's the next thing you have to do to make that specific thing, uh, happen for you. And, and the second thing I'd say is you really need to talk to somebody and I'm not, not making a pitch necessarily for, for coaching, although I think that can be a big part of it. Um, you need to be open about what you're doing, uh, with your spouse, with your friends, uh, whoever you trust. Uh, if you're in a group, uh, you might call it a mastermind group or a, a group of folks that gets together and talks about uh, things that are going on in their lives uh, it, where you have some security and some safety in what you say. Uh, start start talking about these things because that will make them a lot more real. Uh, but having somebody else do this with you I think is is what really separates the folks that are successful from the folks who aren't. Tom, that is awesome advice. And hey, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show. No, happy to do it anytime. Yeah, yeah. We, um, like I said, I've uh, I've followed the Monday is Good blog for a little while here, and we connected up. Geez, I want to say it was probably four or five months ago for the first time. Is that right? It so, yeah, it sounds about right. I think uh, I think I've been over on your blog, and you've been over on mine. So it's been uh, been great getting to know you a little better, and. Uh, and you guys have got some great things going on too. So it's exciting to see where that goes. Yeah. Yeah. Right back at you. Well, Hey, thanks again. And we appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Scott. And welcome to the HTYC recap with Mark Cedarcrop. Mark. Hello. Hi. How's it going? It's going good. Good. Great interview. I liked it. I, I really enjoyed it too. And and we were just talking right before this about how Tom's advice is so down to earth. But I'm really interested in what you took away from the interview. I was just gonna say this is my part. Leave oh, me alone. Okay. Back off. Right. There's no you've already got your option to talk about it. You got thirty minutes, so now it's my turn. <laughs> I slipped in another five seconds. Yeah, there. what the heck? 
no, you're right. It was everything Tom teaches is just so here's what you have to do and here's how it's going to help you. So go do it. And I think that speaks volumes for him as far as um, doing career coaching and doing, you know, career counseling, those types of things, because, you know, as we were talking before we started recording this, I said the same thing. It's like, there's nothing groundbreaking here, but it's all laid out so well and it's all spot on. I mean, just because something's not groundbreaking doesn't mean it's not fantastic. And this is certainly fantastic. Um, the thing, the things that I picked out is the first one was that as you interview, you have to interview the company. You can't just have them interview you, you know, and this is something that I've realized, you know, as I've interviewed that, and you and I have talked about it and not, you know, getting so caught up in one aspect of a, of a job or of a, you know, a, a possible job that you end up in something you don't like. And that's exactly what Tom was talking about. You don't have to, you have to interview the company. You have to know what you want. You have to know the, the culture you're looking for, the, the type of work you're looking for, um, you know, all of those things. And, and you have to really, as you're in the interview, it has to be a two way street. You know, you can't just be, you know, hoping that you'll get a job, but you really have to be pushing the people that you're interview, interviewing with on what is it like? What is it like to work here? What are your guys' goals? What's your culture like? Um, you know, what's your view on, um, I think you could even go on, go into like, what's your view on family? You know, wh what role does, um, uh, my job play in, in the family as far as you guys are concerned? And those are all things you have to ask and look for up front because if you don't, you're going to find yourself miserable and right back in the same position you're at. So I think he's, he's spot on on that, on having the interview, the company and, and really making that interview a two way street. The next thing that I picked out that I really, really liked was he talks about how one of the things you have to do is you have to come up with 10 to 15 options, different things that you could do. And I love how he points out that one of those might be not doing anything. One of those might be I stay where I'm at. But I think he's right in what he said that we all have more options than we realize we do. You know, when we get in a job that we don't like, it's so easy to start feeling like we're stuck and there's nothing we can do. There's nowhere we can go. Um, we don't have the experience to do anything else. We don't have the time to do anything else, whatever it is. But if you'll sit down and take a day or take a couple hours, like he says, and and really ask yourself, what can I do? What are my options? What, you know, and just write them down. You'll find out there's a lot of things that you could do. And there's a lot of, I guess, you have a lot of decisions and you, you have a lot of choices that you can make and you're not stuck like you think you are. You really do have the power to, you know, change your career and change where you're at in your life and, and how happy you are really when it comes down to it um, with all aspects of your life. And the final thing that I think is kind of overarching and, and I really, I had to laugh when he talked about how he got into logistics, how he called his dad and his dad said, well, logistics <laughs> are hot. That made me laugh because, you know, that's the way I started my career and, and not necessarily asking my dad, but you know, you just fall into things. And I've looked back at the first one, two, three, four, you know, whatever jobs that I had and every single one of them I fell into. It wasn't like I said, I want to go do this. It was, you know, my father-in-law said, hey, come work for me. Or it was, um, hey, there's a job opening here. Or I have a friend that says, hey, come work for me. You know, nothing was, it, I wasn't intentional about it. I had no intention on where I was going. I just kind of wound up there. And then you get there and you're there for six months and you're like, wow, this is okay. But how did I get here? Why am I here? You know, I don't like doing this. I mean, for me, the big one was I grew up on a farm and I decided I did not want to be a farmer. And then, you know, seven years after getting out of high school, 
I was working for an ag company making compost out of cow manure. I mean, you can't get much cl- back closer to farming than, than that. And that's what happens if you're not intentional. You just kind of gravitate back to what you know how to do. And that's not necessarily a good thing because just because you know how to do something doesn't mean it's what you want to do or what's going to make you happy. Um, so I think that's a huge one is being intentional and knowing where you're going. And that fits into the other two that he's talking about of coming up with those options and interviewing the company and, and really being intentional. And if you'll do that, you'll be able to get to where you want to go because you know where that is rather than just floating around aimlessly um, on the whims of a, a job posting or on the whims of somebody inviting you to do something. Um, so those are the things that came that I got out of the interview and I really, really appreciated it. Um, so along those lines, we'd love to have you head on over to happentoyourcareer.com forward slash Tom dash Dixon um, and answer this question. What are you doing to be intentional in your career? Hey, guess what? It's that time again where we get to recognize all those folks that have given us five-star reviews. And thank you so much to Frank Gustafson. And thank you say, for saying my voice sounds like butter. I'm uh, I'm just assuming that's a compliment since he went ahead and put the five stars at the same time. But uh, also thank you to B.S. Van Beek. And thank you to filmmaker Doc, Doc Kennedy. Appreciate you listening. Appreciate the five stars. And we look forward to recognizing everybody and reading everybody that has given us five-star reviews on iTunes. Go on there now. We really appreciate it because this helps get our episodes and get this show out to so many more people and raise our rankings in iTunes so that we can get more people to work that they love. Thanks again. This episode's produced by HTYC Media. That's perfect. If you do, if you're not intentional, your career will be crap. How I started <laughs> I composting. The, I can see the title now. <laughs> I like it. Let's do it. Are you still re- are you still recording? Of course. Okay. <laughs> now everybody's gonna know that I thought my career was crap. <laughs> I used to tell people all the time that I had a crappy job. They're like, "Oh, that's sad." I'm like, "No, seriously. I I make compost out of cow manure." It's it's crappy, literally crappy, and figuratively as well. <laughs> was that awkward for them after you got to that point in the conversation? I usually left the last part off. <laughs> I didn't want to admit my misery. <laughs> uh, but you're not doing it anymore. Nope, I'm not. Nice. I'm ma- making millions online selling nothing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and you can too. Order my $5 million kit, and we I'll show you how. We throw in the bagel cutter for free. That's right. That's Get right. Get two knives. But order in the next 20 minutes, and we'll pay the shipping. Maybe. And throw in a sham wow. That's right. <laughs> Stick with me, camera guy. <laughs> <laughs>